Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Zach. And I'm Seth. And we are the Classic Gaming Brothers, where we are two brothers and we talk about classic video games. Yes, in fact, uh, we do that on occasion. On occasion, uh, pretty every, much. Uh, every, uh, every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Live. Not live. Pre-recorded. <laughs> not live. Not Mostly pre-recorded. I, I don't think we ever talk on a Sunday. Well, have we ever done it? That's, we're getting weird enough. To All right. This is, getting, this is getting meta. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting too meta. Too meta. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a podcast about a podcast a one podcast day. podcast about a podcast. Not, no. Well, as part of the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's part of this, of course. Yeah. I wouldn't make another podcast about another podcast. That oh, would good. be a little yeah. too in uh, podcast good. inception. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. so for those of you who are, so for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, we are the Classic Gaming Brothers. We talk about uh, classic video games, and Seth and I happen to be brothers, and we that's pretty much our go-to. So Seth, yep. uh, starting us out, what what games have you been playing recently? Uh, so for recently, I've actually gotten back into uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Oh. Uh, not to be confused with Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic um, or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I guess there's a lot of Star Wars and then some manner of Jedi or Knight and then <laughs> something in regards to an Order or Republic. Yes. I guess that's their, their naming nomenclature. Um, so Star Wars Knights of or Star Wars the Old Republic is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game and uh, has a, a pretty actually a pretty good story for an mmo and um you can play it with your friends because it's an mmo and uh me and my buddy have been going through as uh sith characters oh that's cool uh i'm playing a sith uh juggernaut and uh, he's playing a sith sorcerer and we're kind of like evil thugs and it's kind of funny because we get to see each other do our own movies and interact in the same movie so you it actually does like a a rolling system to determine who answers somebody if you're in the same quest oh cool and you can actually garner light or dark side points even though the winning role might be like the opposite view you because you thought that you wanted to do a light side option that's what you get you get light side points oh so you the other person doesn't force you to go down this particular path um, it's fun. It's 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 actually uh, it's a free to play MMORPG. Um, I've paid for it in the past, and I bought it originally f- when it came out um, for the full retail of the game. Uh, so I'm what's known as a preferred free to play subscriber or person. So I don't get all the benefits of being a subscriber, but I get more than if say if you wanted to download it for free and play with us. Oh, okay. I have I have a little bit more than that, but less than if I decide to subscribe up. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun it's a fun game. Um, it's kind of it, because it has a good story. It keeps me engaged, but also has some like. Uh, mindless MMOing type of things that yeah. uh, make it so. Sometimes you just need that in a game. Yeah, um, I mean that's a, that's one of the reasons I liked like Star Trek Online was because while there is some story, um, a lot of the mindless MMO stuff that you could do was more entertaining to me. Yeah, I actually never really got into um, Star Trek Online. I liked it before uh, it went through a massive update where they changed a lot of the gameplay stuff, um, and it was a lot. I more heard about fun. that. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot more fun in the old days. And did you do you controlled your ship and you also did away missions, right? Yes, I think I actually did. I I think I made a character in it, 
and I don't know if I got much far. Oh, I think I went on a away mission, and that's, I think, the extent of me playing Star Trek Online. I think I made a uh, red shirt. Oh, fun. <laughs> um, which is command tracked. Yes. It's not yes, necessarily yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because that's that's who I am. But anyway, so yeah, I'm not a red shirt. I'm just saying that's the, I make like commanding type characters in MMOs. I guess. I don't know. Well, Let's anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing recently? Well, I've been playing... Uh, well, I actually, I just finished Sonic Forces, um, which is a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog game um, that came out fairly recently. Um, it was actually part of the recent anniversary release of games that they did to kind of ring in Sonic's, uh, I think, 20th birthday. Um, or 20th anniversary, yeah. Um, Sonic Forces is a 3D platformer that you play as the current current version of Sonic, as he's called in Sonic canon, modern Sonic. And you also play as, uh, as he's referred to as classic Sonic, who's designed like the old Sega Genesis Sonic. Um, and then you can also um, make a custom character who has a couple different moves and stuff. Um, it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> The, this game is forty dollars. So I bought it when it was on sale. Um, oh, okay. It, it was ten dollars when I got it, um, and it's actually it was for the twenty fifth anniversary. I'm sorry, I said twentieth. Sonic's older than twenty. Um, and it came out in seventeen. It looks like yeah. So I mean, it, yeah, it, it's currently going for about forty dollars right now. I got it when it was on sale for PS4. It was ten. Um, whether or not I I think it deserved the money is a different question, but. Um, I enjoyed it as a Sonic fan. It was fun to play through. Uh, it just wasn't the best of the Sonic games that have been released recently, especially considering the vastly superior Sonic Mania came out. Um, yeah, like, Sonic Mania was good. Like the year earlier. So, um, and, and that was so much better. <laughs> so, Sonic, Sonic Mania is, in fact, $20 cheaper, and instead of having mixed reviews, has overwhelmingly positive reviews. Yes, yeah, Sonic Mania, which is... a uh, fun throwback to classic sega genesis sonic the hedgehog created by a fan christian whitehead who used to do uh, uh sonic like uh hacks of the old games online and stuff like that so uh yeah i mean sonic forces as a sonic fan it might you might have fun with it but i wouldn't recommend it if 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 you are not a sonic fan um but Sonic is a excellent segue to our Absolutely. meat of our podcast this uh, this episode. Um, we uh, we mentioned in the last podcast we had some uh, listener mail, uh, so we received a, a mail from one of our listeners, uh, Michael, and he mentioned that um, his his favorite part of our podcast is well well he loves our podcast, but he likes old console games Mm. he's kind of an old console gamer um so we decided we actually haven't really talked about console games this entire podcast and we are seven episodes in which is a lot to go for without really talking about in-depth console reviews yeah as it were so we we we're gonna do things backwards though where normally people who talk about console games would talk about nintendo first right we grew up on Sega Genesis, That's right. so we're going to talk about Sega first. Or, or for our European listeners out there, which we do know you exist, you might know it as the Sega Mega Drive. Um, yeah, so, um, I mean, Seth, you, you had the Sega Genesis before I did, because I, was, I wasn't born yet. Um, so, no, were you, were you not? 
I I don't know how old was I when I was playing that Sega. I well, like I said, um, my in the first episode, uh, the first game that I've played it was uh, Rocket Knight, um, and that was at somebody else's house. Yeah. Um, Rocket Knight uh, is a game about a a mouse dressed up in armor, and uh, you have to go through and you have to fight these. Um, creatures uh i think they're pigs or something yeah I don't, they're pigs um, they're like medieval looking pigs and they have um yeah they have uh they have like tanks and mechs and stuff yes um and it is a, a was originally released in 1993 in japan and north america release was oh same same year 1993 um so it was a, it's a side scrolling platform which runs uh linear levels and you're able to jump and attack with uh, his name is Sparkster, mm, uh, yes. is his name, and you can attack with a sword. And you either shoot the energy forward with the sword, um, or you can charge up your rocket pack because you're a rocket knight, and you have a, a you're essentially a mouse in a medieval armor with a rocket pack, and you can charge up your rocket pack and charge forward hitting people as well yeah which is, um and you could it's a great game oh, go ahead um, uh, no just the just oh, the yeah. um the whole uh, balance of uh kind of platforming with using the, the using the rocket versus kind of traditional platforming i think is really nice um change of pace from other types of games in that era um in fact uh it was uh solely released on the sega genesis mm. uh it was developed they actually made an SNES game, but it never got released. And he is actually not a rat. He is. I just. I'm looking at the article about Rocket Knights right here. Uh, he's a, a possum. Yes. Um, and there was there was a Sparkster game on the SNES. Um, so there was um, Rocket Knight Two, which is just called Sparkster. Um, there was a yes. Sega version which was released, which was um, which isn't Rocket Knight Adventures. Uh, the Sega version yes. um, kind of plays a little differently than the first game. Um, and then there was a Sparkster release for the SNES, um, which plays actually more like the first game. Yes. And so Sparkster, who is the Rocket Knight, um, stands out. They, it's essentially when there was a lot of animal mascots. Um, so like there was Sparkster, there was Sonic, who was a hedgehog. There was all the, you know, all the cereals had animals like Tony the Tiger and all that. It was just like pure 90s animals everywhere, personified, representing brands. Yeah. Um, and so that's where Rocket Knight and Rocket Knight was the the first game that I ever saw and played, uh, to my memory. Um, they actually did redo the game, um, and was re- uh, re-released a uh, new uh, a revival of the game in uh, 2010. Yeah, which you can buy on uh, all manners of different uh, consoles and uh, uh, on PC. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for me, my first, probably my first Sega game was Sonic 2. Um, if not another game that I just don't remember, but the first Sega game I remember playing was Sonic 2, um, which, uh, was, is a great game. It's, it's the follow-up to the first Sonic game as the name implies. Um, and I talked about it in an earlier episode because I, um, it was one of my games that I had just played. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. so, um, uh, I won't go too much into Sonic 2, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun, fast-paced, uh adventure game as all the sonic games are i would say they're action games and they're linear 
uh, platformers. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more, they're more. They're platform. a call them an adventure. No, they're no, they're, they're an there adventure is, in their own no right. <laughs> Except the, the only, I think the only story in them is that you got to go fast and you got to get to the end. Which is that's isn't that an adventure in itself? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we we actually went through um, some. Uh, to prepare for this episode we went through and, and looked at some different games that we we thought about um we remember playing and that uh we wanted to do a little more to let, let you guys know about what we we thought about them at the time and and kind of like the different uh spread of uh games that we we had on the genesis and or remember and remember playing and uh some and there there's some interesting games here uh, we definitely try to err on the side of uh hidden gems as they were yeah um, i think so perhaps not necessarily a game that was super popular at the time or um ever but, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so i i i'll i'll start with the the first game that uh i actually wrote down was a, a game called uh shining force and yeah uh, yeah it, uh, there was uh, Shining Force and Shining Force 2. Um, both of them were on the uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, I actually watched a, f- a family friend, a guy by the name of Dan, play this game on the, the Sega when I was a child. And uh, it was cool. It was a very much a tactical fantasy RPG. Yeah. Uh, akin to like final fantasy uh more to like um more to like fire emblem uh oh fire emblem yeah yeah. i think shiny force was more of uh sega's response to the fire emblem franchise which was was kind of getting its kicks up on over in japan that's true i meant like the combat was very um i guess it's very traditional japanese style yeah it is rpg combat Um, which uh, Final Fantasy shares it, and and very much is uh yeah exactly right. It's more like Fire Emblem, which, um, so there uh you you get you essentially build up an army, ish. You get different units. Um, the uh the battles take place on like square grids, and you move your mu- mu- units around similarly to like a uh, a game of like chess to a point. Yeah. Um. And then when you interact with each of the enemies, you have to go into a battle sequence where you have to fight them. Yes. And you, so you may be able to um, attack from different uh, different type of characters to fight different types of enemies. And uh, essentially, the the goal of every battle was to just kill everybody um, and make it to the other side. Um, so then, then the and then the story. Uh, you wouldn't be able to you could just keep retrying every battle um since it was a cartridge based game and there wasn't really extensive divity for you could save those three save slots um but uh it definitely allowed you to restart it so there wasn't the game didn't just end because you died um but you you could restart and try again um it was a it was a good game it was i definitely had an interesting story um and uh it was it was fun uh originally released uh in 1993 as well yeah um, and i seem to remember i think the second game it has some like future elements i thought i remember like like um like a mech character late really late in the game um maybe i remember those a jellyfish that's what i remember <laughs> okay it was, <laughs> a, it was like a jellyfish that would freeze you 
I remember there was a, like a centaur type creature. Yeah. Uh, your main character was just like a classic dude with a knife, I feel like a bandana, sword, yeah. and a ba- yeah, and a bandana. Um, so yeah, it was. I don't know about a mech character. Maybe I. I yeah. I some of these sometimes these games kind of blend together. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I, one of the games that I was definitely uh, remembering as kind of a hidden gem was uh, um, and there's kind of two ways I guess you could pronounce it. I've heard it both ways, but um, Rystar R I S T A R, which was released in '95. Uh, um, it's also said as a restar. I've heard that a couple of times. I don't know which is correct. Um, it's not a real word. Um, so <laughs> Rystar is about, it's a 2D platform, uh, 2D platformer created by actually some of the team behind Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and you play as a star person, I think is the best way to describe him. He looks, Yeah, like a star with like legs and arms. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a star, like a, a kid would draw with like sonic the hedgehog yeah. lightning bolt legs and like yeah he's definitely gloves. like a star yeah but he's got like a he's got like a back that implies that he's like wearing like a star mask almost. yeah it's very strange um so it's weird so rice kind of reminds me of those uh the the raisins from the california oh, yeah, raisins it does it's like a california raisin put on a mat like a like a sun mask <laughs> a star mask yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um so rice star as as all stars do he has the power to um shoot around to different planets um he can also stretch his hands which i'm pretty sure most stars can do um and he uses his stretching arms and hands to do headbutts um to defeat his enemies so you don't like jump on on enemies as you would in uh in like mario or sonic you have to you have to grab them with your stretchy star arms and and headbutt them uh, so it's kind of a unique way of uh of platforming around you use that to also climb things um from my memory of the game and from what i'm reading about um Rystar is like I get he doesn't actually describe who he is. He's I think he's like a god um because you get waken up by these like people who are worshiping you and then you go and you fight a bad guy. Um and that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, I don't think they really uh there was you you knew you were playing a game. You, I don't think you really needed any more context than oh, that, no, right? Oh no, not at you, all. Not at all. You are um, playing a console system so you knew you were sitting down for a game you look at the cover art the cover art looks pretty fun you see the different game mechanics and there you go yeah was, and i think rystar was more about the game mechanics of like crawling through the level versus yeah exactly the um story of whatever you were doing no it. yeah i mean the story was definitely a second second thought but um and there's some unique elements to rystar in, in the sense that like i said you use the kind of your grabbing um hands to get enemies but you can also use it to to swing around on these like handle things that will kind of project you like a shooting star through the through the level um you also have to collect different um power-ups and um collectibles to earn higher scores um and the levels are all very unique um kind of in the same vein as sonic the hedgehog they're all like themed levels so you have the jungle level you have the the fire level the ice level um there's a music level where all the things you walk on make different noises and music stuff Mm -hmm. um and the music also itself is just very very classic sega genesis you know um very heavy synth sounding uh music so um that's definitely i would consider that a hidden gem what about what about any yeah. other any other hidden gems you can think of? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if this is a hidden gem, but uh, it, since it it was a, a commercial success, um, but it was there is a, a series of games that are called the Strike 
series. Yeah. Uh, they start with uh, Desert Strike, then there's Jungle Strike, Urban Strike, Soviet Strike, and Nuclear Strike. Just, um, just, it gets, escalates from <laughs> there. Nuclear Strike, yeah, Soviet Strike and Nuclear Strike um, are on the PlayStation. Mm. Uh, Desert Strike, Urban Strike, and um, Desert Strike. Or did I say desert already? Yeah, desert, urban, and jungle strike. Um, all are on the uh, the Mega Drive, the the Sega the Sega Genesis. Um, so what these games take place? You uh, they've they actually had they were on multiple platforms as well. Uh, we played them on the Sega Genesis, um, and you essentially piloted a helicopter and fought against. Um, bad people. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's they're like insane dictators or terrorists. Uh, this game, the first game was released in '92. The next one came out in '94, and then the uh, oh no, I'm sorry, um, '93 and then '94. So Desert Strike came out in '92. Uh, uh, Jungle Strike came out in '93, and Urban Strike came out in '94. Uh, I we owned Jungle Strike first, yes. which was the sequel yep. to Desert Strike, and then we got Desert Strike later, um, and it involved you uh, flying across this flat map and navigating as a this helicopter. You had objectives, and you could um, you fly around shooting missiles or machine guns at. Um, bad people and picking up survivors with ladders or rescuing or moving munitions or something with your crane and carrying it around yeah um in the jungle strike it introduced being able to uh to take other vehicles you could like get a motorbike or a hovercraft oh, yeah, or I remember that you switch you switch into a different or a, a stealth bomber stealth or something bomber. like that I think there's also like a mm-hmm. heavy i think there was like a heavy um helicopter you could also pick up at one point that was used for like transporting like vehicles or something yeah um, yep yeah so it, it, i mean th- th- it was definitely a um I, I remember playing jungle strike especially because the um it was just a fun game. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, like you it had was to a fly fun around, game. blow stuff up. We were children, yeah, we so were we chi- didn't really yeah. understand. Apparently, there was controversy with Desert Strike because it was returning to the Gulf, and it was '92, uh, so the Gulf War wasn't that long over. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was controversy about having a game taking place in a war that ended in '91. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can see a bit about where that um, might be a little controversial. <laughs> But it was still it scored very well and was uh, it was a very action strategy kind of type game, um, beyond more than just the Twitch gaming around that was happening with platformers and uh, like fighting games. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a unique game. You know, it's not like a I wouldn't consider it like a flight simulator. It's more of just a a kind of a quick game of, of doing objective to objective sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, um, I mean, going going along the lines of uh, simulators and, uh, and and strategy and stuff like that. Um, one game that I didn't grow up with, but I definitely um, I got into more recently was uh, Dune: Battle for Arrakis, um, which is a um, real time strategy game for the Sega Genesis, which I think is incredibly unique. Um, usually, when people think of real time strategy games, they think of PC games such as Warcraft or Dune, which was made by Westwood Studios. Um, and this is uh, Westwood's port of the of the second game that they released, uh, or of the Dune Two game that they released. Um, and it is a it is a real time strategy game on the Sega Genesis. It plays very much similar to how the PC game played, except with some more simplified uh, control schemes. Um, you know, you don't really have options for hotkeys or anything like that. Everything's done through the three button or six button controller um right but it's 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 unique and i think it's kind of cool that that westwood you know took the chance and, and ported the game over to the to the genesis they i was surprised i played that game on the pc and uh it was an it was a good rts which is a real-time strategy game i think my favorite part of that game was that when you would move units across the desert occasionally sandworms would erupt from the ground yes, and just yeah, eat yeah. everything because yeah. <laughs> uh, this is dune not doom I right D-U-N-E, yes, yes. D-U-N-E. Um, not uh d-o-m yeah. but um yeah so that's a it's a that is a definitely an interesting port yeah sure. yeah um, I, I, um yeah i think it's a it's cool that I, I didn't know there was any real-time strategy games especially dune uh for the for the sega genesis until i stumbled across it yeah Yeah. um so i I picked it up and i've I've been enjoying it uh for a a game that we that came out uh also i feel uh it looks like uh 94 uh 93 94 was kind of like the heyday of all the games that i uh Mm. i really enjoyed playing i guess (laughs) um there was a fighting game called clay yes yeah that came out um clay fighters uh the main character that you it's it's a it's a fighting game so it's like one-on-one mortal Kombat, uh street fighter uh except it's a circus theme and it was all like humor driven yeah and there was like claymation style graphics and they actually digitized and photographed actual clay models to then render the game then render rendered them in the game and that's how they made the the in the games um it was published by interplay and uh was uh i think developed by a a company called visual concepts and uh they actually they're best known for making sport games in the 2k franchise yeah Uh, (laughs) also clay fighters also clay fighters the main character that I guess the main character, the guy on the cover is Bad Mr. Frosty, who's a yes. snowman with a bad attitude, <laughs> who throws snowballs and uh, gestures and states, "I'm bad, I'm cool, I'm no one's fool." Um, that's there's also um, like a blob of clay, um, blue suede goo, who is a Elvis impersonator with uh, wildly exaggerated features. Um, Bonker, a uh, cheerfully manic clown. Uh, Ichabob Clay, a ghost with a pumpkin head. So there's all these different characters, and uh, they were uh, very much... There is, in fact, the final boss was a creature called N-Boss, which was a 
joke at the um, the character from Street Fighter Two, M. M. Bison, ah. and the frayed end boss, um, and uh, yes, so he uh, he could just he would just copy other whatever attacks you did to him, but uh, yeah, so that was a a. Uh, that was a fun fighting game. It was just uh, it was good, good little mindless type of uh, type of game. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was like the, one of the only fighting games. I mean, I, I remember we also owned Street Fighter, but I think that was like the real real fighting game that I remember playing and enjoying. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like right. just because yeah. it didn't take Street itself seriously. Good. Um, <laughs> um uh, one game uh, that I always remember when I think of Sega Genesis, I think it, it's one of the ones that I feel like not a lot of people remember is uh vector man in vector man 2 um they so vector man and vector man 2 were were two platformer um kind of like shooty platformer games you played as this guy whose name was uh i assume vector man because they don't give any other name um he's a robot yeah he's a robot uh he's the vector man robot um and vector man is cool he's uh made of like circles uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that uh give them very fluid animation um it used uh, pre-rendered 3d models for the characters and for the, the the characters um in the game and the level design which um was uh kind of a new concept around that time um other companies were doing it such as donkey kong country and such um another cool thing about it was that the fact that the the, the platform platforming itself was uh a lot of just a lot of fun you kind of you kind of explored these these massive levels um and you had to fight all these different creatures a lot of them were bugs in the second game it's i think mostly bugs that you're fighting and you kill like a queen of the bugs at the end very kind of aliens-esque um and you get to play and vector man himself is a trash man which is always a fun thing he's a he's a trash collector oh, that's right he's yeah. a trash collector he's a robot trash collector who's killing bugs i'm guessing just to clean up things i think it's just i think the plot at least of the second game is that you are doing your job and then your ship gets crashes so then you have to that's right just kind of fight figure that out (laughs) fight your way out yeah um there was supposed to be a a follow-up to the vector man series um a 3d version of vector man that was supposed to come out for the uh, playstation 2 i think but it was uh sadly canceled and we haven't seen vector man since since the good old year of 1996 was when the second game came out uh, yes um i actually whenever i think of uh whenever i think of vector man i actually think of another game that we didn't write down but i'm just remembering yeah um toxic crusaders yes oh yeah uh, <laughs> it was a so it was Base. We, so what's funny is the game came out in 92 uh we owned it um and from all my knowledge we had never seen any of the source material no uh, <laughs> which i think to be honest maybe the tv show but our parents would definitely not let us watch the movies yes i to this day i i I have not seen the uh, the movie that the TV show was or the game was based on, which was the Toxic Avenger. Uh, so the Toxic Avenger was the first had the the they there was a film. There's also apparently a musical production. Yep. And then there is the children's animated series based on the Toxic 
Crusaders, which then they made a video game on, Toxic Crusaders on the video game. And you, it's a side-scrolling, beat-em-up kind of uh, platform game where you're like going through, kind of similar to like almost like uh like the x-men arcade game almost kind of like where there's like enemies coming at you and you Mm. gotta just beat them up um and there may be like some things you have to jump around on and um you play as uh it was co-op and oh maybe it was only one player i don't know i thought it was co-op. no i'm pretty sure it is co-op um well according to the wikipedia it's one player unless it was always fake co-op it might have been fake um which is when I gave the control to my brother and continued to play the game. But I thought that was... Uh, <laughs> but you play as this like green guy with a mop, and uh, which is why where you, I was, you're saying garbage man, so that's why I guess I Yeah, yeah, of, you play as Toxie. This, this, yeah, Toxie. And you go through and you have this like little pink guy that rides on you. It is very much late 80s early 90s type situation going on like this was like this was the time period when like tv shows like like captain uh planet and like teenage mutant ninja turtles were on but also the rambo television show (laughs) so (laughs) um fun Uh, fun fact about the tv show um at least it was developed by chuck lore who went on to create the big bang theory (laughs) well yeah there you go so i uh there, there was going to be a Super Nintendo version. There was an NES version, a Genesis version, and a Game Boy version. Um, but the Super Nintendo version was uh, was canceled. Yeah, I loved um, I loved that game um, for the for the Genesis. It was yeah. weird, but <laughs> it was very weird. Um, there was two playable characters. There was Toxie, and then there was this uh, this blue guy <laughs> that had oh, a yeah. peg leg yeah yeah um and, and there's the dog a skateboard there was a dog but i think that went i think that went with uh toxie i don't i don't know no there was like, like there was like a walking dog guy who he maybe, was like a life-size dog and he licked the 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 tr- he, when you killed monsters, oh yeah they yeah that's and right then he lick him off the ground <laughs> that's right that's right there was definitely i feel like there was definitely multiplayer in this game uh you could you could also ride a helicopter but not like Desert Strike. It was a very strange helicopter. Look it up if you want to like um, check it out on uh, it's uh, Moby Games. It has some screenshots. Uh, if you go to Moby Games and search Toxic Crusaders, uh, you go to Wikipedia and see the cover art. It is interesting. Yes. I actually think I am very much inspired to watch Toxic Avenger. <laughs> I I don't know if you would like it um it is very gory i'm just gonna say that that's well all right that's fine it's gory as like on a scale of like oz gory or oh i mean it's like 19 <laughs> it's like 1970s 80s schlock gore where like people's heads explode okay so well at, at least maybe i'll watch the cartoon <laughs> yeah at least watch the cartoon <laughs> <laughs> play um, the power up the game uh, yeah. Oh, that's a blast from that. <laughs> um, kind of going aligns with going in line with an adaptation. Uh, X Men Two, 
um some uh, also known as x-men 2 the clone wars unrelated to the star wars of the same name uh wasn't a game that i really liked playing i think this was another situation like jungle strike and like actually vector man um we we had vector man 2 vector man 2 uh we had jungle strike which is the sequel to desert strike and then we had x-men 2 clone wars and we didn't get the first games until later (laughs) so yeah actually the same with sonic we had sonic 2 but we didn't have sonic 1 until later (laughs) Yeah, so, I, we, I, I, I feel like they just got whatever game was out. Yeah, which was and the sequels. <laughs> so, I did we ever? Did we, I remember we eventually picked up, or I played Spider Man X Men's Arcade. Yes, Arcade yeah, Revenge, I, I, had, um, I think we did pick that up. I remember playing that. Um, that was not as good as X Men Two Clone Wars. Uh, no, X Men Two Clone Wars was uh, an amazing game. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic game. You play as um so the coolest thing actually about the game to me, and I think I don't want to you know um don't want to forget to say is that the game starts with a cold open, which was the first time I had ever seen that in a video game or probably at all. Like you don't get the Sega logo, you don't get the like um, titles card, you don't get the like produced by logos. You get the first level of the game and then after you beat that level you get the sega logo and you get the title card and i thought that was really cool especially for a a sega game it was also very easy to test the game out because if you put it into your cartridge and you didn't hear the music starting up it meant the game was not working so you had to pull it out and put it back in again (laughs) and in fact it was a very cold because you started out in the snow yes it was like serbia or something like that i think yeah yeah you're like trying to get into uh um like a, a sentinel like a, a sentinel base sentinel a sentinel facility that's yeah, right a yeah. sentinel facility um you also didn't get to choose your character that you started with in the cold opening it generated you randomly and then when the next person joined the game they just spawned in randomly too and it got to the point where i remember restarting the game until yes, I yeah, got the yeah, character yeah. I wanted to play because yeah. I wanted to play as like Nightcrawler and I kept getting Cyclops yes. that's because that's what happens when you want Nightcrawler um, <laughs> what was cool about though X-Men 2 is that unlike other X-Men games that were out around that time like actually the first X-Men game for the Sega um, your mutant abilities are not like they don't really have like a limit to them um, essentially what, how it happens is that your mutant abilities are dependent on your health levels. So the more health right. you have, the stronger the ability is, the less health you have, the lighter the ability is, but the ability is always there and never runs out. It's not like a finite right. thing, like in the first X-Men game for the Sega. And I think that's really cool because I mean, that's kind of like what mutants should be like. They shouldn't run out of like, Wolverine shouldn't run out of claw, <laughs> like, right. which happens right. in the first X-Men game on the Sega. He runs out of claw. So, um... It, it, but it, if you if you had su- if you had a super powered health, you would be able to get secreted, yeah, essentially yeah, secret yeah. powers. Yeah, if you had like super powered health, you get like mega powers. Like Wolverine would go into like berserker mode, and um, I think uh, um, Nightcrawler would do this thing where he would like teleport all around the screen, and it would wipe out enemies. Yes, um, it was yep. very cool. Um, and another cool thing was you got to play as Magneto later in the game. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, yes. which was a really cool thing for for us 90s kids to be able to play as the bad guy for once 
Um, and interesting, the game, uh, you, you, the players began the game with uh, eight lives, mm. meaning the one plus eight um, that was shared between all the characters. Yes. And no other way to get more lives. <laughs> so you had to be able to beat the game with nine attempts. It was um, between it was... two people. So if somebody died, you were mad at them. Yes. It was one of those games that really tested your. Your, your relationships and your your family <laughs> with each other um apparently they were, they were working on a sequel called x-woman for the game um oh, but it was uh it was supposed to come out in 97 and it was canceled unfortunately uh, bummer uh, but it, it, I, I, that's one of those games that i definitely will go back i will probably play this week <laughs> <laughs> on the sega on the sega on the second that I was sitting in my room. Um, Perfect. So, with I think we we do have a we we're gonna come back to the Genesis. Oh, we're yeah, gonna take 100%. A, a we're gonna take a um well we're gonna take a brief pause and go talk about Nintendo in the next episode. But we will we will come back to um, more Sega Genesis talk and console talk because. As you can see, there is a pile of games that we played that maybe you didn't know about and that you would like. But uh, let's let's wrap things up with the, uh, the Byway Pass segment and uh, and wrap and move it on with our lives. Uh, so. <laughs> um. <laughs> Did you did you go? Uh, you went. I went what, first, or how does this work? I don't remember. Um, you can go first this time. Really? All right. <laughs> um, or right, I can gonna, go first. Hold, I think I just got. I want to find the where I was with the. There was a def. Hold on. Okay. There was a game. You could go first. Okay, go I will. Go, I will go first. Go first. Um, I have to find the game that I want to talk about. No worries. Um, so the the game that I'm actually excited for just had its trailer. Um, it just had its trailer released uh, like a few weeks ago. I think that's the Resident Evil Three remake. So last week, or yeah, last week I talked about the Resident, uh, the Final Fantasy Seven remake that I'm excited for. This week, I'm excited for another remake, which is the Resident so, Evil 3 remake. Um, so you're just excited for remakes? Yes, well, especially um, this one. Um, Capcom recently, within the last year, did the Resident Evil 2 remake for the PlayStation 4, um, which was a fantastic reimagining remake of the second Resident Evil game for the PlayStation 1. Um, they, they did Z- Zero 2 or Biohazard? What is yeah, that? so they also did um, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Is it Resident Evil 7? I had a I had a Resident Evil on my wish list, I think, where it was the Zero one. Oh, yeah, there's Resident Evil Zero. Um, there's Resident Evil 4 and 5. Yeah, and Resident and Evil Zero franchise. dash Bios, Biohazard yes. HD remaster. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so um, Biohazard is the name in Japan, um, for those who might not oh, I know. I gotcha. Um, which they they did something funny with the seventh game, but that's just, they they titled it Resident Evil Seven colon Biohazard, and in Japan it's Biohazard Seven colon Resident Evil, <laughs> um, as a as a kind of a clever gag. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the they they recently released Resident Evil Two 
um, the remake of the the second game is, is more of a reimagining. They change changes up a lot of the gameplay mechanics, and the um, obviously the graphics are completely redone from scratch. It's not like an HD remaster. It's a full re remake of the game, um, and they announced that they're doing that for Resident Evil Three, which uh, is is a great game for the PlayStation One, and I'm excited to try it out. Um, it I'm on the, I'm on the edge of buy and wait because I actually haven't finished the Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, I I'm on I just finished the first half of the game, but you have to you play the game again as a different character. Um, and oh. so um, yeah, you do one half as the character Leon, and then um, once you beat Leon's mission, you do it as uh, Jill Valentine. So I'm in the Jill Valentine. Kind of like Blue stage. Shift. Yes, kind of. Um, except with more of a big scary man who chases you the entire time named um Mr. Gordon X. Freeman's kind of big and scary. Gordon Freeman is kind of big and scary. Uh so yeah, um anyway, I'm I'm probably gonna be a, a wait at least on Resident Evil three until I spend some time and finish Resident Evil two. Um which I have a massive backlog of games, so who knows when I'll get back to that. Uh so what about you, Seth? I'm I'm ex- I'm looking forward to a game that will be out by the time this podcast comes out, but is not out currently. So it's one oh. of those weird timey wimey podcasts. So maybe I'll maybe I'll even try to if the game is uh, cheap enough, maybe I'll try and get it, and then I can talk about it in our recently played segment only weeks after this podcast. That'd recording. be fun. Yeah. So that that'll be fun. Um, it's a game called The White Door. Oh, okay. Uh, I've heard of The White Door. It's you have to. Uh, you're essentially a man in a uh, checked into a uh, some type of like mental health facility. Yeah, and he and you have you have memory issues, and you have like this very strict routine, and you have to play up the routine, and it's all black and white, and the black and white it plays out like cartoony type of graphics and then you have to go through his dreams and try and find memories and as you go through the dreams you add like color back into his life oh cool and so you're trying to kind of remember so then like maybe the orange juice is it's orange juice in the morning instead of just like a clear liquid and you try to kind of piece together your life going through his dreams and based on just reading about it it kind of looks cool point and click adventure so of course it's up my alley yeah evident by listening to this podcast i talk about point and click adventures a lot so i'll try it out um so i'll put it down as a buy because you know what i'll buy it for the podcast and play it and try to get some context back and fall back up on our uh the uh, on the, make it, do a complete circle yeah it sounds like a plan so with that um uh that that's we're gonna wrap up here yeah. so remember don't play games oh, like my second, brother wait a second wait so, wait wait oh wait we should talk about our faces <laughs> yes are so close if you're so getting close. out of here so no. close. <laughs> I'm trapped in this room with Zach. <laughs> um, so we're on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Classic Gaming Brothers. We're also on Twitter, uh, CGB Brothers, CG Brothers Pod. And also, you may find us at our email, which is Classic Gaming Brothers at Gmail. We recommend you subscribe, you follow. Also, 
tell your friends. Because sometimes the best recommendation comes from somebody saying, have you listened to this podcast? Are you bored at work? Or are you bored on your commute? And do you need to hear a solid 45 minutes of two brothers talking about video games? Because if you have that need, <laughs> you're here to fill that need. <laughs> It's a very niche need, I guess. It is. It's it is. a very, I mean, very niche need. If you want to hear but, us just go on about nothing. <laughs> then... go, oh, well, well, we talk about video games. We we're, we're, about we're, games. We're, we're the premier eminent scholars on video games. Absolutely. This is it's going to be archived for... It's going to be in the, it's gonna be in the National Archives. The National Archives, and right next to some... Uh, uh, one of those, what is that, the NPR the, yeah, uh, like, uh, recordings? Yeah, like next to like Ira Glass and Garrison and Keillor's uh, yeah. voices. Oh, us. Just us, yeah. <laughs> Just us. That's right, NPR, if you're still looking for a segment, we're available on Saturday. That's right. Uh, WGBH, I am down the street <laughs> from you. <laughs> anyway, uh, once again, uh, oh, speaking of which, before I lose this, um, that is in case everybody's wondering why we sign off with don't play games like my brother. It is a homage to the car talk guys. Yes, yeah. Click and clack the tap of brothers. In, in case people thought all of a sudden we hate each other, we don't. We we mild. We tolerate each other. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, we're doing a podcast together. We might like each other. <laughs> we, we are doing a podcast. Um, I may or may not be locked in this room. Um, <laughs> so anyway, like always, don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my brother. I've been Seth. And I've been Zach. And Seth is trapped in here with me. (laughs) (laughs) No! Send help. (laughs)